Hey, welcome back to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. This is part two of our podcast with guest Terry Schilling from the American Principles Project. This segment continues our conversation about what we can do to protect and defend our families from the Marxist attacks on all sides. Here we go. Education is about helping our kids strive for excellence in every aspect of their life so that they can be the most productive, moral, principled citizen that they can be so that humans flourish. And now we're, ju- we're dumbing the whole thing down in the name of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. It's, it's ridiculous. Amen, brother. I, I, can't, I can't say anything better than what you just said, right? Like your kids are going to be fluent in the infinite number of gender identities. They're going to be able to tell you what a, a demi-boy, trans, right. uh, you know, frog, masculine, um, whatever is, but they're not going to be able to tell you what the root of, of you know, 64 is. They're not going to be able to tell you anything that actually matters that's applicable in their world. And by the way, I just want to say this whole pronouns debate, right? Like they're teaching our kids pronouns in schools. When is it ever appropriate to use third person pronouns when you're talking to someone, right? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to call you she, her when I'm talking to you, your. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And it goes right back to like how dumb our schools are, right? Like they're literally teaching our kids that in conversation to use the third person, not the second person. It's it's totally crazy. Yes. And it always drives us nuts when a celebrity talks about themselves. Well, Jimmy says, or, you know, it's like, wait a minute, time out. You're speaking about yourself. Stop the nonsense, you know? Um, Egomaniac. Exactly. I mean, I think of the Matt Walsh material now. He's such a he's such a leader in this area, right? Of just of just putting a bullet in this nonsense. But uh, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to I want to ask you because I know you're a man of God. What is the role of the faith community and leaders in fighting for these principles? Because you know, faith community believes in error about this separation of church and state state nonsense. Mm-hmm. How, how do we reengage? What's the role of the faith community? in fighting for these principles for the American family? Well, we have, we have to be very clear. We need to re-educate people. First of all, I think that pastors, I think that church leaders should be yes. very engaged in two things. One, educating their flock about what's going on and what the threats to are to them, their families, and their church. But then mm-hmm. two, and I, I make no bones about this, they need to be fully engaged in advocacy on this mm. stuff. They need to stop caring because guess what? If you stay silent, you will eventually be silenced by force. You won't have a choice anymore. And that's what we're seeing right now with that um, disrespect for marriage act that's getting ready to pass. Uh, we have 12 Republicans that are crossing over to join the Democrats so that they can punish and shut down Christian churches for not doing gay weddings. So that they, to put it just to, just to put it as bluntly as I can be, can put it, they're going to treat opposition to gay marriage in the similar way of, of racism, right? So, like, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, they can't file to get a, a charitable deduction because we don't support racism in the country. We don't think the Ku Klux Klan should be supported. They're going to treat your church like that. That's the whole point of this bill. There's no other point in this bill besides codifying anti-gay uh, marriage sentiments, pro-traditional marriage sentiments as racism essentially it's totally nuts so you have to get involved and engage because if you don't 
it's going to end in disaster for you and you won't even be able to oppose it. Um, and you really won't exist, right? Like yeah. you, 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 if, if you can, and by the way, like this whole separation of church and state thing is such yes. garbage, right? We yes. got rid of the, the Lord's prayer in the 1960s. Why? Well, there's a separation of church and state. We don't want to, uh, force values onto children. Right. Excuse me. Right. You fast forward 60 years, then I think we're instilling some values into children now. It's yes. just about gender identity and sexuality and all types of crazy. In what world is the Lord's Prayer not permissible in public schools, but it's okay to teach them about, you know, BDSM and all these weird sexual degenerate lifestyles that yes. we want to push on our kids? It's oh, totally yeah. nuts, and it's a total lie. They scammed yeah. us, and um, they, they took advantage. Yeah, they, they have, right? And they've, they've hijacked the whole argument, right? And this is a, make no mistake, and you've said it a couple of times, and I want to underscore this. This is a an authoritarian Marxist movement, which is three things at the very least. It is anti-God, anti-faith for sure, anti-family, and anti-freedom. That is, this is a complete dismantling of the American founding of our values of our faith community and your this disrespect for marriage act which is exactly what it is is kind of the tip of the spear right now to be able to declare war against people of faith no that's exactly right they 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 know that they're they're seeing these parents yes get involved and engaged in opposing their agenda and they're scared to death who yes. i've i've been involved in this family world in this family politics world for a while now yes. i don't know the last time i was asked by some activist or someone to go and try and overturn obergefell and that's even after dobbs and roe and i'm not saying that that's never going to be on the table but yes. this came out of nowhere and it didn't yes. just come out of nowhere though really um, it, they know that their time is limited that they have to get mm. this stuff passed to limit our freedom, limit our ability to oppose their agenda. Once they get this, it's only a matter of time until they get take away parental rights to to be able to stop doctors um, and yes. and therapists from transgendering their kids. It's yes. just one more down. It's all Marxism. Everything on the left. It's all Marxism. It's all about taking away your rights, destroying our country, and taking away God. It, it's not a coincidence that the people that have always hated America are on the Democratic side of the aisle now, including the people that are still complaining about how evil America has always been. They want to fundamentally transform it, which means to fundamentally destroy it. And yeah. we have to stop them. Well, I think you're exactly right. And I, I just was at an event with Eric Metaxas, who I'm sure you know well, and he's he wrote a book called A Letter to the American Church, you know, to basically draw the parallel between the the german days right before world war ii um and in all of that indoctrination all of the silencing and how the church was divided into uh pastors that stood against the nazi regime pastors that stood with the nazi regime and then there was this big middle you know 60 percent of it was right in the middle and they were silent and he says we're at a critical point right now in america where that's how our church is dividing up and we need that big middle to get engaged. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And 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 one thing to know, and, and this I forget it was a it was a pastor friend of mine a few years ago. He told me something very simple. And he said, I reject all this stuff that the left's pushing because I think that my role as a pastor is to bring God and to bring light to the world. And I feel like these left wing pastors are trying to be the bring the world to God. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just, I want to be that light to the world. I want to show the alternative, the different way that we can live. We need to make the world more like God, not yes. the humanity more like man, right? Like that's where you start to get, you know, terrible results. Um, yeah. And so you can see these themes. If you're really paying attention, you can see if your church is rejecting yeah. God and the things that we know. It's in our hearts, right? Like a lot of this stuff, we can get confused. We can justify things in our head. Yes. But we know a lot of this stuff is wrong. Yes. And we just are silent. We're trying to be tolerant. When you're putting tolerance over the right thing over justice, yes. we have to t- we have to have a serious conversation. We have to really rethink things because justice should yes. always triumph tolerance. Justice yes. should always triumph tolerance. We should never tolerate injustice, right? And and leftists will tell you that, right? Like <laughs> injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Fine, I-, I see you and I raise you on everything that you're pushing on us because you're the unjust ones. Um, so just yeah. really look out for that when, when they start to yeah. f- reflect on tolerance instead of justice and God's love for us, yes. uh, because don't forget, you know, Jesus flipped over tables. He got really mad at people. He got really mad with the apostles when yes. they would quibble over who was going to be first, right? Yeah. Like we have to have that same spirit and uh, reflection yes. about who God was and what he wants for us. Yes. And I always think in terms of people of faith, our lane is truth, right? It's not politics. It's not left and right. It's truth. And truth transcends politics. It transcends sports. It transcends business. It transcends all of it. And our, you know, as a believer, I believe I need to pursue the truth and promote the truth. And I'm, that's why I'm, I'm passionate about calling our pastors to enter into the moral fray the, the competition for truth is raging. In fact, some people would say truth is dead. And I'm encouraging our pastors to say, well, no, God is truth, right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I would argue, let's bring truth to bear on our culture and on our government and on our politics. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. No, it's all about giving God or doing what God's will is in this world. And God calls us not to be comfortable. He calls us to die. Like Christ on that cross is our model for living today, right? Like there's this, it's in John, it's in John chapter one. I, I forget the exact verse. I'm a Catholic, so I'm really bad at like memorizing the specific verses. So I, <laughs> they stick in my head. But John was very clear as running. He said that Christ came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly, yes. right? Like that God literally died for us so yes. that we could actually get life and have, like, I'm getting yes. chills right now thinking about that. That's yes. the same type of love that we're supposed to have for his flock. When we're yes. leaders in the church, when we're leaders in the public sphere, um, we have yes. to have that same self-sacrificial love that is willing to die for the truth, right? And, and that's yes. the history of the church fathers, right? Like, those apostles, I think most of them were martyred. Most of them died yes. happily, yes. Uh, and they gave up their lives for the truth. And without that, uh, we wouldn't have a church, right? Yes. If those apostles had all hypothesized and said, oh, no, he actually wasn't Jesus, he wasn't God, we wouldn't yes. have a church. Christianity no. would have been snuffed out. Yes. And we're not going to—I mean— we may have it worse than they had it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But God, we ha- we will have our reward eventually. God is yeah. just, and he will yeah. see that we are given our due. So yes. sacrifice now, put in the hard yes. work now, and you will get rewarded for it long term. And that might be yes. in terms of heavenly uh, rewards. Yes. It might be stopping uh, a complete Marxist takeover of the United States. I don't know. But it's going to be better long term if we just die to ourselves yeah. 
step out of our comfort zone and, and, and die to ourselves. Boy, that is a message we do not hear very often today. <laughs> And, uh, but boy, I tell you, that is the, that is it, right? Die to yourself, take up your cross, you know, follow him. If you really want to be a disciple, there is going to be a sacrifice and a cost. But I heard a, a great message the other night where the pastor said that, listen, you have the power of God living in you. That makes you brave. God will give you opportunities to share truth in a way that it can be received. And I think that's the key to this, right? Sharing truth in a way that it can be received. So that's compelling to bring people towards God rather than away from God. No, that's exactly right. You have to look a lot of this. You have to just kind of trust that the Holy Spirit's going to help guide you. Yes. I mean, I find myself doing that a lot, right? Like I, I am, I am such a procrastinator. I never, I don't like study up before I do conversations like this. Right. I just, I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly learning yes. about the faith and about the founding and, and what our country's supposed yes. to be. And I just kind of let the Holy Spirit, I don't rehearse these lines. I don't, you know, I've written out a few speeches, but they always go terribly, much worse than, than whenever I just kind of wing it. Um, but we just got to trust that the Holy Spirit, if we're willing to do his will and we're acting in good faith, he's going to give us the words to to evangelize and yes. um, to spread that gospel. And, and we do have to really trust that God's going to give us what we need when we need it. Yes, I agree. Well, listen, you have a document, you have a, a publication on your website, which is fascinating, called The Top 25 Threats to the American Family. Holy smokes. I read through that and I was like, I, was, like my, I thought I knew a lot about the threats to the American family. This is comprehensive. It is bullseye material. Um, you want to talk about a couple of those? Can I ask you about a couple of those? Yeah, please. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So you mentioned in here that Companies, big companies in particular, like Facebook, Amazon, Google, what makes them a big threat to the American family? So there's a lot of different things. Um, so Google is is one of the worst corrupt companies in the world because of how they harvest their data and sell it. And what they're really doing, it's not our data, it's us. They are, they are commercializing and commodifying human beings. And what Rachel Bovard, who wrote that article on Google, um, really highlighted was the fact that Google is now going into our kids' schools. They mm. give them Chromebooks. They harvest their data. They look at the websites. So they basically build a, a consumer data profile on all of our kids in this public schools, paid for with tax dollars. And then they have a profile on them that they can use to sell to other corporations. They're commodifying us. There is no privacy with Google. Um, and, and that's just one small thing. Uh, with Facebook and the others, there, there's a host of reasons, right? The, these companies are doing so little to protect our kids from pornography mm -hmm. online. They're doing so yeah. little to protect them from, from human trafficking. There's a lot of concerns um, about this end-to-end -end, uh, encryption messaging services where child pornography is being shared on that because law enforcement can't access it because it's encrypted on both ends. Um, on top of that, like the thing that drives me nuts about these big tech companies, especially Twitter um, and Facebook, is Facebook's actually been done a lot to change things, but it's still, they want to create the metaverse right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. they want you strapped into goggles, yes. uh, living yes. your life in a pod, eating bugs. Yes. Uh, and yeah. it's, we just need to reject it all. We need to find yeah. our true roots in, in, in the world that God gave us. We need to stop trying yeah. to build our own worlds. And that's what meta is. They, they want you to live in a pod in yes. the metaverse, your whole life eating bugs and 
yes. drinking God knows what type of liquid milkshake yeah. they want to give us. It's totally crazy. Yeah. Um, People don't think this and, is real. No, no, they, they don't believe it, but it's actually happening. And we really wanted to cover the corporations aspect because, especially on the Republican side of the aisle, they don't, yes. they kind of, we've kind of embraced this like only tyranny can only come from the government. <laughs> no, our founders said that government is formed to protect our rights. Uh, protect yes. our rights from whom then? The, from the government? So we form a government to protect our rights from the government? No, it's no. formed to protect our rights from bad actors in the private sector, bad people, right. bad companies. We set the rules. And so we mm. really wanted to have a section on corporations and just how tyrann tyrannical they can be. Yes. Well, and you mentioned something earlier. You actually mentioned that we have to vote with our money, right? We have to be aware of these companies and stop giving our dollars to the Walmarts, to the Targets, uh, to, to the big boxes, Amazons, et cetera, and start using different search engines outside of Google. You know, I use DuckDuckGo because it's a separate platform. I don't want everything that I do to be known by Google. Is that what you're saying? Hey, vote with your money. Yeah, vote with your money, but don't just stop there. We have to mm. – uh, I'm a big believer in in politics, and when I mean by that is public policy and elections. I think that politics yeah. is actually part of the culture. It's not downstream. Yeah. It's part of like a pie of the culture, and it's one mm. part. And actually it can affect other aspects. So I think that we need to vote with our money, choose different yeah. companies, support sm local small businesses, but then also we need to vote differently. We need to yeah. get our politicians to support laws and legislation to rein these companies in. Look, we've had, after the Industrial Revolution, right, we had an enormous growth in our ability to produce things. But these factories were polluting our air, they were polluting our rivers, and we had to pass laws to rein them in because people were getting yep. cancer, they were getting sick, dying because they weren't protecting their workers, they weren't protecting the public. We had this internet revolution, this information revolution, and we've done nothing. We don't, ha we don't, I hate the EPA because I think they've gone way too far, but you need some basic EPA to keep the, yeah. these companies from polluting the airwaves. Yeah. We needed like an EPA for like a good one for the internet to stop yeah. the pornography, stop the human trafficking, stop all this insane commodification mm -hmm. of us as human beings. We need, we need to rein these guys in. I don't know what it looks yes. like right now, but um, we need to get going on it. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so let, let's talk about the next group. Uh, special interest groups. One of the ones that really shook me up was you mentioned the American Academy of Pediatrics is anti-family. Um, you, you mentioned teachers unions, that's obvious. You mentioned big pharma, very obvious. Let's talk about these special interest groups. Why are they particularly bad for the family? Well, you know, obviously the teachers union, um, that's very obvious. And, and yeah. like you said, big pharma is very obvious. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the American Academy of Pediatrics and, mm. and combined with big pharma. Those yeah. are two special interest groups that have really dug all in on this gender ideology. And the American Academy of Pediatrics has endorsed, <laughs> this is so terrible, I hate the propaganda words, gender affirmation uh, care. And what that yeah. means is gender-affirming mastectomies for healthy young girls, gender-affirming hysterectomies for healthy young girls who feel uncomfortable in their own body. We've had an explosion in transgenderism among our children. And the American Academy of Pediatrics, who, who pediatricians pay dues to every year to keep them going to produce the research and endorse certain policies and new treatments, 
has actually endorsed this garbage. So someone's on the take there. I don't know who it is. I don't know how much. But someone there has sold our children out. There's no, there are no gold standard studies. There are no decent studies or acceptable studies yeah. that show any benefit to this gender-affirming care nonsense. And Big Pharma obviously is tied to this as well. Big Pharma is making billions of dollars yes. off of this transgender stuff every single year. These hormone treatments, the, the puberty blockers, the, the light. These hormone treatments for some of them cost $1,000 a month, right? They're going to make that for the rest of these people's lives, which, by the way, might not be that long because this stuff doesn't actually address the the self-hatred and self-deprecation that these people feel. So yes. it's just totally evil. Those, those special interest groups really are just profiting and cashing in on, on our suffering, and they need to pay a price yeah. for it. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. I mean, I can't think of any other dysphoria or disorder or illness that we would pour gas on the fire so that that illness grows. You know, you think about anorexia or other eating disorders. Well, we don't tell people to take diet pills when they're anorexic. We treat the deeper emotional, mental, spiritual issues that may be going on there to help them get healthy again. And yet on this gender affirming care, we just dump more gasoline on a fire. That's exactly right. It is. Doctors are supposed to question your assumptions, right? Like I, um, I had AD, I, well, I, I totally have ADD and I went to a doc. I just wanted an Adderall prescription a few years ago, right? So I go to my, my primary care doctor. I'm like, yeah, I have ADD and I need medication for it. Did my doctor just say, okay, here you go. Or, no, she's right. like, okay, well then we need to get some labs done because you could be deficient in vitamin D, vitamin E. And I want to see what else, if there's something underlying here rather right. than just giving you, and that's what your doctor's supposed to do. But somehow or another, they've a, the transgender movement has forced this lie down our throats that yes. if you even question these people on their identity, yes. they will commit suicide and harm themselves. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry, but that's not acceptable. Uh, it's, it's not acceptable to threaten suicide. It's a yes. very serious thing. And if you're suicidal, it's not because you were born in the wrong body or you mm. have a different gender identity because society doesn't accept you. There are lots of persecuted people that don't commit suicide, that they just keep marching. You, you think M Muslims have had a great time in America? You, don't, you right. think Catholics have always had a great time? No, there have always been oppressed people in this country, yes. but they don't commit suicide. You have a serious problem if you want to kill yourself. And we need to address that first. You need to love yourself and accept yourself. But they don't want you to love yourself and accept yourself no. because once you do that, you don't need the sex change. Right? right. So this is an industry now. Yeah. No, but once you dig in and see sure. what's going on, how corrupt it is, it's yes. very obvious like what's happening. Yes. And, and it's another reason, it's another piece of this Marxist ideology that doesn't want you to think for a second that you've been created by God who loves you and has a plan for your life and has purpose for you because that, oh, wow, now, now all of a sudden, wait a minute, I have purpose? Uh, there's a creator mm -hmm. that has a plan for my life? Wow, okay. A lot of things go away when your identity is, is known. You know, when you know that you're not just some random chance with no purpose. So a lot of that goes away. But this Marxism is part of that big equation. No, that's right. Marxism, we have to think about Marxism as the political ideology of the devil, right? Yeah. It is literally an anti-human, an anti-God political ideology that's being enforced. And I'm not saying that 
you know, capitalism is the political ideology of God. No, 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 no. Like there's something, something much better than capitalism. I mean, I'm not against capitalistic principles or, you know, a lot of the stuff that goes wrong, but the free market is great. Uh, But Marxism is the, the, the Luciferian political ideology that has destroyed humanity in so many different places. And, they, yeah. It's never been tried. Well, that's because it's never succeeded, and it's never. It, it actually has always succeeded to what it's been designed to do, and that is to destroy yes. an entire civilization and erase yes. it from the place of, or face of the earth. Yes, I love it, boy. You've said it the best. That's the political ideology of the devil. It's Luciferian. This is a wake-up call because our listeners are hearing this some for the first time. That is exactly what this is. And virtually every single school has this Marxist ideology as its foundational underpinning today. And not just public schools, private schools as well. And our companies are pushing it as well. It's, it really is a tragedy. Um, let me shift gears one more time because there's a couple more things I want to ask you about these top 25 enemies of the American yeah. family. Legislation. This is a big area that you guys do a lot of great work. We've got uh, Biden's American Family Plan. We've got Title IX changes from this administration. We've got the Equality Act. What the heck is going on from a legislative perspective against the family? To put it very simply, because they're all themed around the same thing, which is Mm. erasing the family, abolishing the family. Mm. Um, What they want to do with the Equality Act, for example, is they're trying, they want to put gender identity and uh, sexual orientation into civil rights law, which essentially, you know, civil rights law is so broad and it's, it's, it's like a huge battering hammer. It's trying, it's, it was literally designed to erase racism from American society. That's how, so when they want to put gender identity into civil rights law, they want to erase gender. And when you erase gender, you erase marriage, right? What is the whole, the whole point of marriage, the whole point of sex, right? Is pre, reproduction, right? Yeah. They're, they're all, you know, additional benefits and, and feelings that go along with that. But the yeah. whole reason that a, a species has a sexual act is to reproduce. Yeah. And um, uh, so basically it's to erase the sexual distinctions between men and women um, mm. and to force us into going along with that. It, they they want to make opposition. Think about what would happen if you were to well, we see, we already see it right now. When, when someone points out crime statistics, right? Based on yeah. race, they get canceled. They get fired. Yes. yes. They want to do that when you point out the differences between men and women. Yes. When you point out the differences between a man who says he's a woman and how he comp- competes and performs athletically. They want you to get fired. They want you to lose funding for your school. Yes. They want you eliminated from society. Yeah, you'll be free to do it. Yes. But you won't have any benefits of your own government that you're paying taxes to. Mm. Um, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. That's essentially yes. what all that legislation does. Yeah. And it seems like it's coming from all angles, right? So let's talk a, a little bit about pol- politicians. So we're about principles, not politics, but you're in the heat of the battle for the political uh, space. Who's the most anti-family politician? Um, there's obvious characters here, right? Give me the, your top three. And then give me some from the other side of the aisle, because we know that there's a whole lot of people that pretend to be pro-family that maybe aren't. Yeah. Um, so just off the top of my head, we listed, you know, AOC and Joe Biden. Joe Biden has done, been so bad for us. I mean, he's the one that's tying every federal dollar to this gender identity stuff. Like he's done more to advance transgenderism, especially as it comes to our kids, 
than any other president, right? And when you destroy a child's sexual identity, when you ruin that and mutilate them, they're ruined for life. I mean, a lot of repair is going to need to be made. So Joe Biden's obviously number one. I'm trying to think of my favorite Republican to beat up on. Um, I got a couple of mine. Um, it's t- yeah, yeah. I mean, tell me who, and I can tell you why they're bad. I'm well, sure I'm going to say uh, this, this may not be popular, might get me in trouble, but Mitt Romney for sure. Holy smokes. And he's one of 12 oh, right yeah. now. Come on. Well, yeah, look at this gang of 12, right, that yeah. are in the Republican Party that have crossed the aisle to punish Christian churches for not upholding the tenets of the LGBT lobby. It's totally crazy. And these people, imagine this. If if Christians stop voting for Mitt Romney, if Christians stop voting for Joni Ernst, if Christians stop voting for any of these Republicans that are on these bills and treated them with the same hatred that they're treating us with, would they get reelected? Never. I don't think they would. Never. Um, And... No, but these guys are all sellouts. But again, that gets to the main point, though, because it's the Republicans, the number one threat. I wrote the the signature article on this, and we named sellout Republicans as the number one threat to the American family. And why? It's because sellout Republicans keep us from fighting evil, right? So evil is always going to exist. This is humanity. We're fallen. We have been since our creation. Mm. And... It's Republicans that when people like you or me speak up and fight back, when we try and punch left, it's the right. It's these sellout Republicans that stop us, and then they get hit, and then they they tell you, hey, stop punching right. No, no, I'm punching left. You're in the way. I'm trying to defeat evil. Get out of the way. They're sexualizing your kids. They're they're mutilating them, right? I'm trying to stop this, and you're keeping me. So either get out of the way or let me do my job. But yes. yeah, sell Republicans are the biggest threat. They, we didn't really go into individual Republicans because there's just so many that are like in leadership so that are stopping us from, from fighting the left. Yes, yeah, so many. And it seems like we keep reelecting the same, the same people. They don't, don't make any changes. And I've been really uh, amazed by how silent the right has been on so many of these issues. I'm like, wait a minute. If you ever wanted a chance to be in front of a podium on an issue that is a, an issue that is universally agreed to. There's a whole bunch of them right now to protect the American family. And there's almost nobody standing up at that podium. It's just a stunning development for me. feels like we've got one party and they're all against us. <laughs> you know, that's right. And, and the thing is, the politicians that lean into this fight, they are the ones that win by the biggest margins. We yeah. just saw this in the 2022 midterms. Yeah. The guys that stepped into the fray here that went into the breach and actually campaigned on this stuff mm. and were bold, they won by huge margins, bigger margins than they than they were elected with. And yes. Ron DeSantis was elected by less than half of a percentage point, wins by almost 20 points. Let's go around. Amazing. It's crazy not to champion yes. this stuff because the American people and the voters are behind us. I think so too. So let's let's end here. I wanna I wanna leave our audience with a little bit of encouragement and some positive things that they can do because now their eyes are wide open. They're seeing this stuff. What are, the, what are the most important things that our families can do to protect and defend themselves, to protect and defend their kids and their values? What are the most important things that they can do right now? All right. Have another baby. Encourage your kids to get married early. Instill in them a love for family and family formation. Instill in them a love for procreation and allowing God to determine your family size, like leave that stuff to God. He should be, God should be in charge of at least two things in our world. When we die and when we live, 
right? So let him make those two big decisions and your life will be a lot easier. But instill that that virtue into them. Instill that love of family into them. Spend time with your kids. Talk to them. Push the envelope with them, especially on these issues. Talk about the tough things. Um, but three, you know, or four, I don't know what I'm up to right now. Yeah. Uh, get, uh, get engaged. Get active in politics. Politics is not downstream of culture. It is part of the culture. And when you change the law, when you win elections, you can change the whole world. And the family is, is pivotal to that. So get your friends, your family, your children it to the polls. Vote out everyone that's hurting the family, Democrat, Republican, whoever it is. Get them out of office. Get them out of power um, so that we can start to rebuild the family. But center everything about your life around your family and we'll turn this whole darn thing. Think about if we just had a generation of Christians that just let God determine how many how many people are our family. We yes. would outnumber them so quick. Within 18 years, yes. uh, we would have a rebirth of freedom in this country like you've never oh. seen before. If we just let God decide how many. We need a Christian baby boom. That's what I need. We yes. Be part of the Christian baby boom, and we will turn this country around within at least 18 years. I promise you. Okay, never heard that before. I absolutely love it and absolutely agree with you. Terry, you are the best. I've got like seven things that are billboard quotes from you today. Super grateful, man. Hey, thanks for defending Holy the family. Spirit. Yes, yes. No, the, no, thank you, Jimmy. I really appreciate it. This has been a great, a real joy and a real fun conversation for me. I really You're appreciate the best. It. You're the best. And we'll have you back because there's so much work to be done. And uh, God bless you, man. Appreciate what you're doing. Hang on one second once we're done. But God bless you, man. Appreciate you. Yep, yep. Sounds good. We'll see you.